Welcome to Retire Mentorship. My name is Freeman Lindy, Certified Financial Planner. Today, we're talking about optimizing your banking. Do you want to optimize your banking? Have you ever thought about how to squeeze the most out of your everyday transactions and every month income? If that's so, then these next two episodes are for you. We will dive in deep how I personally optimize my banking, and you can borrow and steal any of these ideas for your own implementation, right? So I'm not necessarily recommending these things to you, but just sharing this is what I'm doing. And if you want to take from that and, and benefit from that, then go for it, right? But before we do that, before we optimize our banking, I just want to say, right, these strategies are the tip of the financial planning pyramid, right? Of the, of the financial tactics strategy that you could do. There are many things below that, many things that you must get right before you spend any time or effort on this, right? And the financial media loves to focus on credit card points and how to earn an extra quarter of a percent on your banking and, and well, totally ignoring these lifetime financial impacts of some of the main financial planning strategies. So here's just a few examples of, of strategies, plans, and tactics that you should definitely have in place before attempting any of this bank optimization. Otherwise, you are stepping over Benjamins to pick up pennies. Forget stepping over dollars to pick up pennies. You are stepping over Benjamins to pick up pennies. Right? So some prerequisites, right? some financial prerequisites. Uh, have a financial plan. Right? We talk about this all the time. You can go back and, and listen to episodes 101 and 6 to learn more about financial planning. If you want to get the, the link to all of these, right, you can go to uh, retirementship.com slash 154. This is the 154th episode, and you can find the links to all of these episodes that I'll be referencing. Number one, have a plan. Number two, have an investment plan. Right, Know where your investments are going. Make sure that these are going in the right direction. Tiny percentages and what you will earn annually by having your investments invested correctly results in hundreds of thousands of dollars in the end. All right, so some of the, the bank optimization strategies I'll be talking about in the next couple of episodes will make you a couple hundred bucks a year, right? But we're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars in impact by having a good investment plan. And so that is so critical to have, right? Not just to have a plan, but to implement it, to be acting on it and following it and staying the course in that plan. That's why most of our episodes are dedicated to financial planning and investment strategy and mindset, because those are just so much more important than credit card points or bank interest. Uh, you can listen to episodes 26 or 111 to learn more about investment planning. Uh, have a tax plan, right? Taxes are the largest expense that most of us will pay. And so having a plan to minimize that over your lifetime, not just last year, but over your lifetime is cr crucially important. Again, episodes 28, 51, and 148, just a few episodes back, can tell you more about tax planning. And of course, having a retirement plan, knowing when you're going to retire, or at least having a goal for that, knowing some of the aspects of that, how to claim Social Security, Medicare, some of these other aspects are going to be crucially important. Episodes 29 and 30 from way back in the day, episodes 84 and 93 all talk about retirement planning situations. Again, those will, those decisions will make or cost you tens of thousands of dollars and are way more important than the hundreds of dollars that you can possibly make doing what I'm talking about today, right? Some cash flow prerequisites, right? So you have all those plans and there's just some other cash flow things, right? We don't tap talk a lot about cash flow, especially with clients and meetings. We just don't have enough time, but podcast is a great place to do that, right? So have a budget, right? You will earn way more money and get way more money and get way more out of your money by having a budget and sticking to it than you will by having a bank optimization strategy, 
So episodes 98 through 100 are all about budgeting and cash flow and all those things. Uh, know your cash flow and your net worth. We'll be doing that as part of our spring reviews again with clients. Uh, episodes 96 and 97 talked about the, the power of cash flow and net worth and how to make those for yourself. And then, of course, be credit card debt free. We can debate whether you should be completely debt-free or not. I don't usually get into that argument. I don't really care, but everyone knows and agrees that you should be credit card debt-free. So I'm going to talk about credit cards today. And none of this applies to you if you roll credit card balances. If you pay interest on credit cards, it doesn't matter what we're doing with the rest of this year. You are canceling out all of that. And so if you don't have a handle on credit cards, if they're controlling you instead of you controlling them, this doesn't apply to you. So all those things should be in place before we start entering into some of these bank optimization strategies. But here's the deal. Banking still matters, right? We still do this. So even though all those prerequisites matter far, far more, like so much more, it doesn't mean that banking isn't important or that we don't shouldn't optimize it, right? Because we can spend, again, just a few hours making some tweaks and it may make us hundreds, hundreds of dollars over the course of the year. And that's a pretty good hourly rate. And so even though it doesn't matter nearly as much as the hundreds of thousands of dollars that an investment plan can make, we should still do it. It's still good. You're still making hundreds, maybe a couple thousand dollars by doing this. And so it's worth it. So again, let's get into what I'm currently doing. We're talking about some We're going to kind of talk about optimizing the spending side of our banking in this episode and the saving side of our banking in the next episode. So first, today we are going to be talking about credit cards. And I got to use some caveats here, right? I use credit cards wisely. And we haven't discussed this on the show very much, except, you know, a little bit in episode 117 on credit scores. And then we did one on debt being kind of a, a concept of, of less sooner versus more later. Uh, but we don't talk about them a ton because, again, they just don't matter, I think, in the grand scheme of things. But we're going to be talking about them today. And there's some caveats that we need to make, right? Number one, people who carry a balance shouldn't use them, period. If you carry a balance and you pay interest on that, you should not use credit cards, period. There's no point in doing anything else if you're paying 20 to 30% on your credit card. That's stupid. You're never going to earn that in the market. You're never going to make that anywhere else. And so you should not use credit cards uh, and, and buy more than you have and buy more than you can afford if, if you're doing that. So again, this just the rest of this just doesn't apply to you at all if that's your situation. You know, if you're if you're paying that off, great, keep doing that. Go listen to Dave Ramsey, go listen to Mr. Money Mustache, go listen to some of these other people that encourage paying off debt and keep you in the mindset to get rid of that. That's awesome if you're on that track. But if you're okay and satisfied with rolling credit card balances, none of this is for you. Okay, just turn it off right now. Um, number two, people who are anti-debt and credit cards can stay that way. You know, I, if you're a ravenous Ramsey fan or miserly Mr. Money Mustache devotee, then stay that way. Like, I, if that's working for you, keep doing it, right? Don't fix something that's not broken. I'm not here to try to convince anyone who's financially successful without using credit cards to start using them. I, I just, that's not what I'm here for. Like you have some people that are trying to convince everyone to use them or use the points or get the miles. I, like, I'm not trying to do that. I'm just sharing with you what I'm doing. And you can take it or leave it. So if that's if, if being debt-free and anti-credit card works for you, just keep doing that. And if you're using credit cards and you're not using them well, then hopefully this can help you optimize that. It, why am I not trying to convince people to use them? Well, because no one ever got rich off of using credit card rewards. Okay? These strategies are like the sprinkles on top of the icing on top of the cake. 
right? They're not even the icing. We can't focus on these if we haven't done the rest of the things. Okay, so just want to throw that out there. Um, it's also been proven, here's another truth about credit cards, that most people spend more with credit cards than they do with cash. And so it has been wisely pointed out by a lot of experts and, and people that uh, if you use credit cards, you actually spend more than you would if you just use cash, if you use like an envelope cash system. And so it doesn't matter if you're getting 1% cash back, if you're spending 10% more. It doesn't matter if you're unable to, you know, no amount of credit card points or optimization is going to help you when you spend so much money that you can't afford to fund your Roth IRA or max out your 401k or your HSA or any of these other things because you just spend so much money. And they're totally right. This is not going to help with that, right? Um, But there are people who save as much as they're supposed to save. They're doing everything right. They're saving as much as they need to and, and then they are freely and joyously spending the rest which is what I encourage, right? Do what you're supposed to do and then guilt-free spend the rest. It's great. And so if you're in that camp, right? Well, then there's some things that you can do to optimize that. And that's kind of what we're talking about. That's who we're talking to. I personally spend more with cash than I do with a credit or debit card because I'm a, a ruthless uh, YNAB user, right? I use a budget. I update it weekly. I track all my transactions. Cash transactions are hard to track. There's no paper trail. And so cash just tends to disappear in my household where I ruthlessly track every debit or credit transaction. Someone sort of doesn't apply to me. And I think if you are budgeting, then that can, that can be the same for you. If you're not budgeting, then you can't claim that, right? And so you need to admit, if you do not budget, you first just need to admit, I spend more money on credit cards than I would spend if I only use cash, because it's a fact. You, you're, not, you're not escaping that. And so if you are struggling to save enough because you spend too much, then again, this, these strategies are not for you. We need to get to the point of where we're saving enough first and then we can optimize what's left over. Um, one more thing, right? Having a bunch of credit cards and continually opening new ones is damaging to your credit score and your financial life, right? People who open a new credit card to save 10% on a one-time department store purchase, and with it, they drop their credit score by 50 points right before they get a mortgage on a 30-year mortgage, right? They save $16 at the gap, and pay an extra $16,000 on their mortgage. That's stupid. Dumb, 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 dumb. We don't do that. We don't trip over hundreds to pick up pennies. It's like, knock it off. We got to stop with the like, credit cards constantly and constantly opening new lines of credit and all these things. Like, we we want to optimize our banking, not maximize it. Okay, so there's some caveats, some things that we should just know of before we get into these credit cards. So, I currently have three credit cards. Again, this is just what I'm doing. I'm not necessarily recommending this. I don't recommend any of these cards. I actually could, right? And I there's actually have links. I think there's links for all one of them for sure. And I think the other two also. Where I could put, you know, affiliate links in here and get some cash back every time one of you clicked on the link and opened the card because I recommend it. I'm not going to do that because one, we're fee only. So we don't get paid kickbacks or commissions or anything on anything. And two, then like, am I really recommending it because it's the best? Or am I just recommending it because I get a kickback? That's the whole, right? So it's not fiduciary. It's not what we do. And also who cares about an extra 50 bucks here or there? It's not what I'm in it for. I'm just telling you what I'm doing without necessarily recommending it. Um, here's the card. Here's the three cards I have. In case you're wondering, I have a Chase Amazon Rewards card, which gives me 5% back at amazon.com. I actually recently canceled Amazon Prime. And it was part of like a cancel all your subscriptions at the beginning of the year to see which ones you actually need versus the ones you just kind of have on auto pay and you're not really using. And uh, I canceled it and it lasted all of six days before I renewed it because I use it a lot. 
right? And I, we would play music on our Echoes and realize, like, and now we have ads because we don't have Amazon Unlimited anymore, music anymore. And, we, you know, order something, it takes forever to get there. We're in the middle of a show on Amazon Prime we forgot about and now we can't watch it. And so, like, we spend a decent amount on Amazon. So having that card, I, I wouldn't even necessarily reopen it if I didn't have it now, but I got it a long time ago. And I still have it. And so we use that. It's just connected to Amazon. All of our purchases from that go through there. And we don't spend on that card anywhere else. So we always just get the 5% cash back on those. Uh, again, with all these, I track with all these cards. I track the transactions when they happen, not when the, the card is paid. Okay. Tra- track the transactions when they happen, not when the card is paid. Um, and we automatic, we have them all to, to automatically pay off the full statement balance at the due date. Right? So all of this is automatic. I don't have to manually make payments. I never carry a balance. They're all paid off automatically. Um, so number one, Chase Amazon Rewards Card. Number two, Capital One Walmart's Rewards Cards. 5% back at walmart.com, including like Walmart Pickup. We do Walmart Pickup for almost all of our groceries. Um, with how expensive they are, right? We, wanna, we want good prices on our groceries. And with a two-year-old and a four-year-old, we don't want to go in the store. And so we do a lot of Walmart Pickup, and all of that gets 5% cash back. And so we run you know, easily $1,000 a month through that card. So that's 50 bucks a month plus in cash back uh, every, every month. From that. We don't use it anywhere else. We would be getting the groceries anyway. Um, so you might as well get 5% back, right? Um, so it just sits in our walmart.com account and we spend it in there, pays off. And then lastly, uh, Capital One Quicksilver, one, which is uh, 1.5% cash back on everything, anywhere you swipe it. And so Amazon and Walmart, those goes on those specific cards. Everything else we spend on a Quicksilver, everything. Other than a few transactions, right, that have to be like ACH, like our mortgage, utilities, some of these bills that require like a banking ACH transaction. Uh, so those automatically get paid with that. But everything else, we swipe on that Quicksilver and we get 1.5% back on that. And we don't really do debit transactions, right? And so we do this for a number of reasons, a couple of reasons in particular. And those reasons really connect over into our savings strategy. So this is what we do, right? Here's the caveats to optimizing your credit cards and what I currently have. And next week, we're gonna talk about why I do it this way and how that connects in with optimizing your savings. We're optimizing our spending, we're optimizing our savings, all as a part of optimizing our banking. So I look forward to seeing you next week when we talk about why we do, why we're doing this and how that enters into our savings and can generate, again, a few hundred, maybe not even a couple thousand dollars for you each year, depending on your overall income spending numbers. We'll see you next week. Cheers. If you enjoyed that, you would love being part of our free membership community. It's called Retire Membership and has a host of benefits all for free. For example, you can always buy my book, 3D Retirement Income, on Amazon. But if you join us at Retire Membership, we will send you either a hard copy or paperback for free, provide the ebook and the audiobook so that you can listen to it if you don't have time to read it. In addition to that, we'll also provide you with a bunch of content that you can't get anywhere else. For example, we have our quarterly Retire Mentorship magazine which comes out quarterly and has no ads whatsoever. It's just timely content to help you stay the course. We also have workbooks for our free online workshop to help you get the most out of those, flowcharts to help you make better decisions, and a weekly email to provide timely content that you can unsubscribe from at any time.
We never ask for any payment information and we never share your information with anyone else. We just want to provide timely content and help you stay the course to retire successfully and stay successfully retired. There's no reason to wait. So join us now at retiremembership.com where you can click in the link in the description and it'll go right there. We can't wait to see you in the community. Cheers. This podcast is educational only and is not investment, tax, or legal advice.